the Just Saying podcast is proud to have Our Riveter as our sponsor. Our Riveter doesn't hire military spouses to make handbags. They make handbags to hire military spouses. To shop these bags on a mission, please visit ourriveter.com. Use code BRIEF at checkout for 15% off all signature collection items. Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. And on this week's podcast, we're going to talk about an unforgettable Oscar speech that comes full circle. The reason why I'm doing that is because it is a small world. And brevity is spreading far and wide. If you're new to the podcast, I'm really happy that you're here. Thanks for discovering us. If you've been here before, really appreciate that you come back. Help us spread the word about the value of being an intentional communicator. Clear thinking leads to concise communication is the point of the podcast. We're in our sixth season, and I am so excited to do this particular episode because um, it just kind of blows my mind how small the world is. You've heard of uh, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, you know, the actor Kevin Bacon, that whole thing where if you uh, it's kind of like go on YouTube and you just YouTube that or Google it. Everybody is six degrees separation. In this, in this particular case, it's like two. Um, one of the things that we do in our courses that makes our courses at the Brief Lab di- different and distinct is that we use a lot of video and exercises versus PowerPoint. We don't use any PowerPoint, really. What we do is we get people to to see what good looks like, to see what bad looks like. Some of the videos, we've, de- we've developed a really, really cool library of clips over the years. And a lot of them are hilarious. So you've got scenes with like Chris Farley, and you got Ben Stiller, and you got comedians, and you've got clips from like movies and TV shows like The Office, and it's just kind of a, a really cool compilation over the years. And it started out um, with my brother and I, who passed away um, a number of years ago, who's he and I started teaching the classes together, remember the Johnny, and he just had a good sense of humor, and and uh, we started putting together clips that just would really kind of hit, the, like, would show, let's show what bad looks like, and we used scenes from Tommy Boy, and, you know, interviews with Jim Carrey on David Letterman, and, you know, participants in our class would like, oh, you should use this, you know, the, um, you know, the scene from such and such a movie, you know, like, Will Ferrell, you know, what do you do with my hands and scene from Talladega Nights or, um, you know, the, the scene from uh, Step Brothers from Prestige Worldwide and How to Give a Bad President. So we've built this kind of a funny, eclectic set of videos. And one in particular wasn't because it was bad. It was because it was great. I don't know exactly where I found it, but it was an Oscar speech. And we use it in our class as an example of exceptionally good communication. Though our class is not really about how to give presentations and speeches, certainly that's a moment where you need to be clear and concise. And the Oscar speeches have have failed in that so many ways that this particular speech stood out as an example of what you should do versus what you shouldn't. And I'm going to go through what he did, but suffice it to say that this became... Uh, it went viral, and somehow it crossed my desk, and we started using it in the class. Why am I bringing this up right now? Well, 
we've been using this for a number of years. I think the, the speech was in 2007, so it's, it's, it's been a few years. And um, may, maybe not. I don't forget exactly when the year is. But the point of the speech was like, holy cow, did this guy nail it? Like it was really, really tight and made sense and everybody just got it. And, and we play this as an example of like, when you prepare, what does that look like? And you're nervous and it's un- understandable and you can't say all the things that you want to say and, and you're, you're, you've got an audience to keep in mind and people don't know where you're coming from and there's all these considerations. And I'll put this in the show notes where you can watch the, the full clip of not only the speech, but also the interview with this guy, Ari Sandel, and how he talks about how he gave the speech. Well, why is this unforgettable Oscar speech, why has it come full circle? Well, a few weeks ago, a colleague of mine was teaching a class. And in the class, it, basically the, the, the backstory of, of this particular speech was that he had all these people to thank and he couldn't thank all these people. So he, he cut a bunch of names. He had like 50-something people to thank and he only could thank like six or seven people or whatever. So he cut a bunch of names. Well, a participant in one of our brief courses was one of the people that helped make the film and raised his hand and told my colleague, hey, I actually helped Ari Sandel make that film and I was one of the people that he cut. Well, fast forward to an even cooler moment where this colleague of mine gets an email from Ari Sandel, who was an Academy Award winning producer. And I'll just read you his email to my colleague, Charlie. He says, your student, Christoph, texted me that you showed my Oscar speech in class. He worked on West Bank Story with me. Small world, haha. I got a kick out of hearing that my speech is being shown as an example of a good speech because I was so nervous that night. I honestly don't remember the moment at all. Glad it is appreciated and happy to help. Christoph says great things about the class and how much it is helping him. Thought I would just drop a line and say thanks for the support and all the best. Ari Sandel, film director, film director, and occasional speech giver. Pretty cool. We've been showing the speech for years. And this guy, Christoph's in a class who was on the film sends a note to Ari Sandel and Ari Sandel sends an email to us and closes the loop and we're two degrees separated or three, whatever it is. And it's a small world. I want to play for you right now the speech. Just listen to it in its clarity and brevity. I made a comedy musical about Israelis and Palestinians that takes place between two falafel stands in the West Bank. And it's a movie about peace and about hope. And uh, to be able to get this award just goes to show that there's so many other people out there who support that notion that when it comes to the situation between Israelis and Palestinians, hope is not hopeless. And on another note, I know a lot of people in America are probably watching and asking, what are the short films? Well, a lot of them are made by directors who are trying to get noticed, and I think in a lot of ways we represent the little guy because we don't have big studios behind us or big name actors or a lot of times the, the budgets we need, and it relies on perseverance and stick and hustle and a dedication and loyalty from a cast and crew who are doing it for pennies, if not for nothing. So I'd be remiss if I were to take this award and not thank my co-writer, Kim Ray, my producers, Pascal Vigelzi, Amy Kim, Ashley Jordan, Ravi Mohotra, and my composer, Yuval Ron, and last but not least, the two people who never doubted me, even when I doubted myself, my mother, who's here in the audience, Kathy, and my father, Dan, who's watching. I love you. Thank you. I love that speech. I just absolutely love it. I've listened to that speech easily a few hundred times. And every time I listen to it, it has the same predictable effect. 
And I want to talk about it on the podcast this week, certainly because it's a great story. It's a great speech. What a great guy. Um, how it all comes back, you know, where the connections are made and how the work that we're doing is spreading is very, very cool. Right on a global basis, we're working with corporations all over the world. Now we're working with military and government organizations and people that learn these principles tell somebody else. And, and it's not for notoriety. My motivation is that people are learning a skill which is incredibly valuable, which is how to get a point across, how to explain themselves. And certainly when you're giving a speech like he just gave, you know, he, he gave the speech in front of a huge audience. Well, when you watch the video, and I hope you do, um, you know, you see all these, you know, A-list actors and actresses in the audience and then the people on television he's speaking to. And he's got a minute to get up there and deliver the goods. And he does. And what I want to walk through is what he did. Again, my intent is you're probably never going to have to give a speech like that. And if you do, you're going to be nervous and you, it'll probably be fine. As long as you do a few things like he did, you start, you have to start thinking about this. Okay. What is the stage? Who am I talking to? Why would they care? What do they know? What don't they know? How much time do I have? I can't say everything that I want to say. I have a limited attention and limited time. And all these considerations factor into how you prepare or get ready for that moment. Now, one of the things to keep in mind, it's funny, that at the end of that speech, they play this music. Well, now that term is kind of, they play you off. So when you blow past the time, which he didn't, the, they, the orchestra will start playing the music to cue you in that you're done. Okay? And, uh, and, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, just watch the Dave Chappelle wrap it up video, because that's kind of plays on this whole thing, like, um, in a kind of uh, a funny way. When you think about the speech, I want to break it down for you literally in chunks and in my worldview what he does is he gives you a good executive summary an executive summaries follow an order and the first thing in an executive summary is always what are you talking about and that's exactly what he does in the first 10 seconds he's, he lays out what what is the movie about it's almost exactly 10 seconds long he says i made a comedy musical that takes place in the west bank between two falafel sands in the movies about hope and peace. The key here is when you're talking about what something is, what it's what it's about, you'll hear the word about. This is what it's about. He says it twice in 10 seconds. It's about two falafel sands and it's fundamentally about hope and peace. That's the first 10 seconds. What are you talking about? Then he goes on to, well, why am I telling you? Why did I make it? And then it's another 10 seconds. He says, I made it to show that people still believe that hope isn't hopeless. That's essentially what he said. So now I get what you did and why you did it. All right, well, now he goes into the third block, which is the audience doesn't know anything about him as a short filmmaker. He realizes in his preparation that it probably would make sense if he would explain to people in the audience who are short filmmakers and what motivates them and, what's the, and what do they do. So he goes through a list of bullet points. I won't go over them. You just heard it. But he ends with, we would do it for pennies if not for nothing. That's another 20 seconds. So now he's 40 seconds into it. Well, at this point, you got 20 seconds left and you've got to land the plane. I want you to think about the importance of like, okay, what am I talking about? Why does it matter? Why did I do it? Why am I saying it? And then he gets into sort of the middle, which is, you know, this context of like, 
who are we and you know where do we come from and then he's going to land the plane which is who helped me and he lists the name of six people ironically the person in our class Christoph, wasn't one of those people because he got trimmed which is one of the things we teach in our class you got to trim you can't you only have a minute you can't say 50 some people in a minute it's impossible so he didn't he listed off listed off about a half a dozen people and then his ending and he thanks his his mother and his father and then he's done he knows he's done he's finished it's a remarkable speech it's an unforgettable speech but it follows a structure and follows a format and it was interesting when when i read his email to my colleague charlie how he said that you know that he can't remember anything which makes sense i mean you, that's that's a nervous moment you might be in that moment where you're you know making a giving a eulogy or you're giving a you're receiving an award or you're retiring or you're speaking at a conference and maybe it's in front of a big audience maybe it's in front of a few i've i've spoken in front of a, you know a few thousand people i've spoken on 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 live tv a number of times um it's it's nerve-wracking you got to have a clear head clearing your head okay well what's my plan and he had a plan and he followed a plan and he followed it well in that in that order of okay this is what i did this is what the movie's about and this is why i made it and this is who we are as people a little background a little context um some information um and then he got to an ending which is these are the people that who helped me and most importantly my parents then he end then he ends that order that structure is clear and it's brief and that's why it's so exemplary so from my standpoint just a cool moment as a person wrote this book that found this video that's shown this video you know countless times that I'd be remiss not to thank Ari Sandel personally for a great speech that keeps on giving just saying